How many preppers do we have here tonight? Isn't that a thing? Yeah. yeah what, is, no, what is that thing? That's where you're getting ready for something, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're stocking up, right? <laughs> you, you do that? <laughs> okay. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm getting under conviction. I think I need to be stocking up some more. But <laughs> I want to talk about power prepping. Can we talk about that a little bit? Because, uh, man... I, I, I'm really being challenged with this belief thing, guys. Um, you know, I think we should be. <laughs> and when it comes to, to power, there's a re- if we're not experiencing it, there's a reason for it. You know, if these muscles aren't as big as I would like for them to be, I have nobody to blame but who? I didn't prep them to look like my sons. <laughs> if, if I, I guarantee, well, I can't guarantee because I'm, I'm getting older, but... If I spend as much time in the gym and taking supplements and doing all this other stuff, you know, you, I, I would look different. I might not look like him, but I'd I look different, right? Because <laughs> if you do the right things, you can expect to be ready for certain things. And so, um, um, so I want to talk about power because it's something that we have. We already have it. This is what I like about this. It's not something we're trying to get. You know, and I, I think that's a big part of it is getting past uh, self-image. That's why I like so much what we talked about last week, that we're the occupants. We're the ones that are in authority, right? We're the ones that have something to say about what's going to happen. <clears throat> I want to just break this down into about uh, into three sections here. I've got several scriptures we can go through. Um, but uh, what what do we already have? I think that's it's very important to look at. What, what kind of power are we looking at already? And... Um, <clears throat> You know, I was thinking about it like this, that uh, when you build a house, when you, um, uh, when you put in some fixtures or something, it's pretty important to know what the capacity is, what you're tapping into, yeah. right? Or you can blow some stuff up, you know? <laughs> you can get an owie. <laughs> I tell you what, the, these guys that really amaze me are the ones that get up on these power lines, you know? And uh, it... If if they know what they're, can't they do this, Larry? If they know what they're doing, they can actually touch that, can't they? Yeah. And in fact, I think they have to sometimes. It's all about being grounded or not. Yeah. So you have to, there, there's a whole thing right there, right? Um, so you better be prepped on that information <laughs> before you go latching on to something, right? Or, or you're going to reap, you're going to, you won't be able to accomplish any purpose with it, for one thing, ultimately. And then you're going to get hurt in the process. And this is really a, a thing. Because a lot of times we want the power, but we're not ready for it. You know what I mean? And so I just want to look at it really what we have <clears throat> in, in God already. And it's, if there's any kind of power, I mean, you would think, you know, nuclear power, you know, uh, what are these stars, what happens to these stars when they die, you know, um, you know, <laughs> they, they, that's a bunch of power there. <laughs> but God's, God's power, the power that we have in, in God is, is greater than any other power, you know? And you think, so we might have to be prepared if we're actually going to latch on to this, right? We're going to have to be ready for it. So <clears throat> the degree of power, the power we receive when believing exceeds any other Jesus said, if you can only believe, and that's why this believing thing is such a big deal. If you can only believe what all things are possible, 
to those who believe. And we sang the song, right? I can do all things. Now, it's kind of interesting in that I can do all things scripture that we like to quote the, the Tim Tebow scripture. Um, it's actually, to, it says I can do with or I can do without. I thought that was kind of interesting. Anyway, let me, let's go to Ephesians 1.19. I pray that you will begin, you will begin. Isn't this funny? He just starts off the bat assuming that we just don't even know anything. Right? And I think sometimes that's a good way to approach uh, a reception of information that's going to change us. It's not, oh, I've been knowing that all my life. I've been knowing that since I was a little kid. You're just saying something I already heard. Oh, preach it, preach it. Yeah, preach it. <laughs> like, like you already got it, you know? <laughs> and Paul's saying, I just, I just pray that you're going to begin to understand this, right? <clears throat> How incredibly great his power is to help those who believe him. It is that same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heaven, far, far above any other king or ruler or dictator or leader. Yes, his honor is far more glorious than that of anyone else, either in this world or in the world to come. Man, that sounds like a pretty high voltage line, doesn't it? And he said, I'm just praying that you can begin to, oh, you know, you know, we, we talked about this in men's last time, I believe, is, is, is strength is going to require a daily exercise that's going to get you there. Man, this, I, I really think this could be something that we need to be on a quest continually. This is not an optional thing. You know, if you're going to be strong in the, in the day of trouble, you're going to have to be getting ready for it. You're going to be prepping for it, right? And again, th these muscles, it's like, what are you using those things for? Just doing selfies? You know, <laughs> I thought muscles were to actually do something, right? <laughs> you don't do selfies? <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> you and me, we're the same, right? <laughs> uh, I might do a selfie if I looked a little different. All right. <laughs> Maybe not a profile, but I just. <laughs> but you know what? Things can change. Yeah. But it, but it's got to be a daily process, does it not? <laughs> so, understanding the power that we already have, because a lot of times when we're pr approaching a storm, when we're approaching something that's a big deal in our life, we're already on our heels, so impressed with how big it is, and the best way to get. A different perspective of an opposition is to look at what you already got. Uh, you know, David is such a great example of that. But when he's looking at a giant, he's seeing somebody that's way less than him because he's been looking at something else. If you're just looking at your opposition, you're not going to be impressed with what you got. That's true. So you got to spend some time looking at what you got. This power is so great what we have. And, and what raised Christ from the grave is, is a creative force. And, and we have that. Okay. Let's look at Ephesians 3.20. <clears throat> <clears throat> so 
So ability corresponds to working power within. And this is kind of the key. <clears throat> it's not enough to just have, you, 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 can, you can buy a house and you can have it all wired and you can have every outlet working until you actually plug into it and act, turn a light on or something. There's power there. Oh, you got way more. I think this is how we are half the time. We have way more than enough power and we just don't tap into it, right? Okay, so Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able, do you think God is able? Oh, I think God is able, right? He's more than able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And then according to the power that works in us. Now, I like it because sometimes I think we can just assume and we can sing a song like, uh, oh, what is that song? Um. He's working when we don't see him working, you know, and, um, and, and we can just say, well, well, God's working whether I have anything. Well, well, because there should be some evidence when God's actually working. He's able to work, but how much is he actually working in us? Has we have something to do with it, right? We have to flip a switch. We have to do, we're going to we're gonna have to do something, right? Okay, according to the power that works in us. So how does the power work in us? And go, uh, I, I want to look here, first of all, is there has to be a purpose. <clears throat> it's like you don't just run some power lines out into a field and say, well, we got power. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you get power there for? You have to have a reason to have power, don't you? Yeah. And this is why it's kind of amazing to me. Sometimes, I, uh, well, I won't get into politics too much, but it's like, People just want power. And I'm thinking, well, what are you going to do with it? Just be, be an idiot with power? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think it's the, the one that's behind them that wants the power so he can wield some pretty nasty stuff. But, but sometimes it's like, what, what, what is this power for? And, and so even with us talking about this right now, what is the purpose of, of power? Because we can say, yeah, I, I would love. And, and I think it actually can be a danger. And, and man, I saw this when we were talking about um, believing in him and not just in the power. Because if, if the power becomes your focus, yeah. if, if the fighting demons becomes your focus, then you're actually losing the, the whole thing. It's, 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 it's like your, your motivation is in the wrong place. Right. So, so let's just look at some, some reasons for power. Because once you get a motive, once you have a cause, now you can start, it's like, oh, so I have to be strong so I can, I don't know. I don't have to be strong anymore. <laughs> but you know, when you're, when you're a kid, you're, like, you're, you're wanting to get strong so you can, you can win on the football team. You're wanting to be strong to, you know, there's a purpose. And I guess selfies is a big enough purpose for some people. But um, if, if we're going to do this, what's going to really help us to start doing the daily things that's going to allow us to activate power that's already there is, oh, there's a reason. You get a reason involved. You know, we talked about this some, I think we talked a few weeks on a cause, didn't we? <clears throat> but let's just look at X18. But you will receive power. It doesn't say you're going to activate. It says you're going to receive it. 
then you're going to have to do something with it, right? You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And you know what? <laughs> I, I, think, I think there could be a prayer that says, help this to be something that we actually care about. He says, I want to build a kingdom. I want to, God's passion is to, for his glory to, to cover the earth. And a lot of times, we don't really connect with that a whole lot. You know what I mean? Because we just, we're just trying to, to get over a cold and, and, uh, and, you know, raise our kids and, you know, make enough money to, to not go under and, and all these kinds of things. And God says, I have a bigger purpose. The reason why I want to take care of those things for you is not just so that you can sit back and relax after that. But I have a purpose for you that's really big. And that's why part of my power is to deliver you from those things that would keep you from being victorious for a bigger cause. Does that make sense? He says, <clears throat> I want you to be witnesses. You're not going to be able to be a witness. And, and this, is, this is a big thing that I want us to see too. Is, is there has to be an activation of faith. There's power that gets, when we receive the Holy Ghost, it, it comes with a power that enables us. I was thinking about that, you know, when I was getting ready to share tonight, because I'll tell you what, I, I lean really heavily on the Holy Ghost. Because <laughs> in the natural, I, I, I feel, a, I'm, my wife would be telling me not to say this, but I feel a deficiency in, in what I need to do. But, but look at the scripture. He says he empowers us to do something that we wouldn't have done otherwise. And it's for a purpose that's bigger than us. It's being a witness. It's <laughs> a witness isn't just somebody that's blabbering their mouth. It's somebody that's living, that's, that's demonstrating what it's like to actually know him, right? Okay, let's go to Ephesians 3, 7. <clears throat> so that's why he said, I'm giving you power so that you can be a witness. Yeah. Oh, but I just want to have power so that I can talk to storms and watch them go away. I want, that'd be really cool. And I can call, um, get all the neighbors around and say, watch this. Man, we had the coolest clouds last week. Did you see those? They look like cotton balls. Did you? I think a lot of our neighbors missed them. You didn't see them? I got some pictures. I mean, it's amazing. I've never seen anything like it before. Um, like these little cotton balls coming down, covered the whole. Is that what that is? Oh, she just made up a name. She's scientific. That's what they said? What did he say? Hanging fruit clouds. Yeah, that's a good description. I'll show you all pictures when we get done. So you can look forward to that, okay? All right. Uh, <clears throat> communicating the gospel requires power from him. It's not, it can't be something, and I think it's a very, I think it's very important to not lean on our personality, not lean on our natural gifting, um, and to actually realize that we're gonna have to talk to God about this need in our life. 
that this power is more important. The thing is, you start tapping into the bigger cause and it will enable faith for the things that seem like they're a big deal now. You get hooked up with God's cause, okay? Ephesians 3, 7. God has given me the wonderful privilege of telling everyone about this plan of his. And he has given me his power and special ability to do it well. You know, that's something I think we can say over ourselves. Amen? There's a reason for me to, and I, I want to challenge us. Let's don't be satisfied with where we're at right now. God has something for us to be pressing towards all the time. There's something else, else for me to do in prayer and, and uh, just being successful too. I think God wants us to be successful in life. To not be sitting back and being lazy and, you know, <laughs> but to actually be in, uh, enjoying life, being victorious, you know. And he empowers us to, to share when we do that, okay? All right, Matthew 28, 18. Okay, because we are sent by Jesus, we go in his power with his mission. So, this is kind of interesting. He says, I have been given all authority in heaven and earth. I think King James says power, right? I've been given all power in heaven and earth. That sounds like a pretty high voltage power, right? Therefore, go. Isn't that interesting? You say, Jesus, you just told me you're the one with all the power, and now you're telling me to go. <laughs> Therefore, go and make disciples in all the nations. What is the cause? Whenever you're, talking, whenever you're looking at a God cause, it's about people. It's always about, you know what, it, it, people dying and going to hell is a much bigger deal than whether I'm gonna pay my bills. You know what I mean? And it's really hard to get that perspective, but it, when, when you do get that, and, it, and he says, actually, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, this is, what I'm, this is gonna be part of being filled with the Holy Ghost, not just acting like an idiot. You know, it's going to be getting the heart of God. Amen. Therefore, go and make disciples in all the nations. Man, I've been, I've been studying some stuff on this. And you know what it means to make a disciple? Is to have a relationship with somebody and you believe so much in, in who Christ is in you that they experience Christ and they start to be disciplined themselves because of their encounter with you. You're not, you're not just preaching. You're demonstrating. You believe it so much that you're going to be real in front of people. <laughs> Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, that I am with you always, even to the end of the world. So he doesn't say, go and have large altar calls and get everybody to sign on a card and say, see you later said, the ones that really count are the ones that become disciples, that their lives are changed. And that's up to you. And you cannot do it without the power. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was finding reasons. And this doesn't sound quite as glamorous as we would like for it to, right? 
But do you know that all the, all the works that Jesus did, all the power that Jesus demonstrated was for these, this reason. Amen? All the other demonstrations that we like to see and thousands getting fed and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's, for, it's for a cause that's much bigger than that little thing. And until you see the bigger cause, you get hung up on the little ones. And I, that, that can be a, a big reason why more things aren't seen is because is, is our, our motive isn't in the right place. Can you see that? All right. All right. <clears throat> I think I got one more in this. Um, yeah, one more here. <clears throat> Acts 19, 13 through 16. So here's, I, I mentioned this a little bit, but let me... Uh, um, When the evidence, when, when the uh, demonstrations, when the things that are, are, are not the heart of God become the focus, it actually opens you up to a vulnerability to be uh, occupied by an evil force. Okay, you guys are familiar with this, but let me just read through this. A group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time, when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house, naked and battered. They weren't prepped, were they? <laughs> That's why it's so important to get the motive in the right place and to be spending some time prepping for this and becoming to where your smell is like his smell, where your look is like his look. So when you show up, with, with somebody that has some power, these demons had some power, your power is so much greater than theirs. And they know it. And they'll know it when you've been prepping for it. Okay, let's look at some preparation here. Okay. And I, I've just got some different areas that, man, this is what we can be doing on a regular basis, right? Knowing where you're from is critical. Man, I saw this in our reading this, this last week. <clears throat> Uh, because Jesus got a lot of, man, he was continuing. <laughs> I've just been noticing this more as, as we've been reading this, this uh, since the first year. He was continually barraged with, with attacks of his identity and all these kinds of things. And in this case, they were, they were saying, there's no way you can be the Messiah. Because it says in scripture that we, we won't know where the Messiah came from. And we know you came from Galilee. And nothing good comes out of Galilee. So where you're from becomes very critical. Yeah. And what I love about this is Jesus turns it on them and he says, exactly. Because you don't know where I'm from. And this is important for us. Before you can actually walk in a, in a power that's yours, you're going to have to identify where you're from. Right. Okay. So Jesus, in a sermon in the temple, he's, he, he knows that they've been talking like this. He says, yes, you know me and where I was born and raised, but I am the representative of one you don't know. 
and he is truth. I know him because I was with him and he sent me to you. Becomes so very critical that we understand where we're coming from. Because <laughs> what the world wants to do, what we want to do is put this label of who we are based upon where we're from on this earth, our family, our failures. And we know ourselves very well. We know what we've messed up on. And so this is where we're coming from. And we could, you know, somebody could come against us and we say, oh, you got some of it right. I would like to add to that a little bit. <laughs> you don't really know how bad I am. You don't really know where I'm coming from. And, but Jesus says, it's not about where, where you see me coming from. I have somebody that's sent me. And the reason why I can do these works that I'm doing is not because of where I'm from or what you've seen me do before. It's because of, of where I'm coming from, the one that sent me. So our power is contingent upon where we're coming from. We have to know the one that sent us. Amen? All right. <clears throat> John 20. As his spirit breathed agents... Power to even forgive. I thought this was an amazing thing. Remember when Jesus, one of the big things Jesus got in trouble for? <laughs> Man, he's, just, he's displaying all this power. And it's because of, and he, he said this over and over again, it's because I, I, I'm coming from my father. You see me, you're seeing the father. Yeah. And I think we need to be challenged in this. <laughs> when people see us, who are they seeing? Okay. <clears throat> So he's dealing with his, he's dealing with his uh, disciples here. He says, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, what? So what do we see in the previous passage? He said, the reason why I'm doing this is because of who sent me. And Jesus is sending us. I, we can just say, hey, he's sending me too, right? And then what did he do? He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And when he breathed on them, what was, what was happening? They were being empowered, weren't they? So much so that this next verse is amazing. Because, again, I started to say, he was getting attacked all the time. And part of his, his, his challengers were saying, you can't forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. I said, right. I'm here as a representative of God. And this is an amazing statement. Because he says, he's given us that power. So much so that we can forgive sins. That sounds pretty preposterous, doesn't it? That's what it says, though, isn't it? If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Wow. That's some pretty high voltage. Right? And why is it? Because of that, that first verse there. It says, because I'm sending you. When you're going, you're not going as you. You're going as the one that sent you. Amen? So when you show up, it's just like Jesus is showing up. I know we've heard this, but if we can connect it to the power side of things. Amen? Because until we get this understanding, power is just a, a lofty thought, something that's beyond us. When we get to heaven, when we all get to heaven, 
What a day of some power that will be. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go to Luke 10. Key to power is not focusing on power, but on the source in kingdom identity. <clears throat> Jesus did some things that were just amazing, and it didn't seem like he was impressed by them at all, was he? In fact, he would do these amazing things, and then he'd say, you think that's something? Wait till you see what you do. Because yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going, and when I go, I'm sending you. And so, how powerful being sent is. I think it needs to be some, a meditation that we have in the morning and at night and all through the day. I'm sent. I'm sent. We haven't talked about that enough, have we? I'm sent. <laughs> Look, I've given you, uh, let's see. Oh, I already said that. <clears throat> no, no, we didn't. Luke 10, 19. Look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. And you know what? How many like that state? That, that's, just, that's just amazing, isn't it? And um, it's interesting because it seems like a big deal. But then he says, don't even think about that. This is what's really powerful. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. I know, I know we've, we've heard this, but in the power realm, there needs to be this understanding of how, what we already have that's so great. Amen? That, that our names are, are registered in heaven. I'll tell you what, that's, it's like Paul saying, I, just be, I pray that you begin to understand this, this power that you have. Your name is, is registered in heaven. Oh, snakes and scorpions? Oh, that, that's, that's nothing at all. Until the snakes and scorpions become nothing at all to us because we're so consumed with, the, with what really is a big deal that we'll still be scared of them and run away. In fact, I just saw a snake went under the, oh, I went under the classroom back here <laughs> this afternoon. Anyway, <clears throat> let's go to Matthew 17, 21. <clears throat> Power requires belief only acquired by prayer and separation from fre uh, flesh influence. So, <clears throat> so there are degrees of being able to activate the power that have everything to do with where our focus has been, where we've been spending time. So, you know, a lot of times we, this can become a religious thing. You can say, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. What was it? That was somebody that was demonstrably possessed. And, and, and this was something that they hadn't encountered quite to this degree. And so it was shocking their, their flesh. It was shocking their emotions and said oh this is a big deal and he said he's saying the way you overcome that is not to become religious and say okay now i just have to start praying a lot and doing without food it's not it's not a formula what what needs to take place is you need to spend some time with the one that's great way bigger than whatever that is yeah, and shut down your flesh that's telling you what to do all the time. 
Amen. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, I got one of these down here, and I'll, I'll, I might go back to it. But, you know, <clears throat> if you've been under the influence of the enemy, and when I say that, it's... We all have the enemy trying to influence us, but if you've been under it, it's really hard to be over it. And so I think that's partly what Jesus is talking about. He's saying, if, if, if your lifestyle is one where you're just, you're, you're, you're listening to your flesh all the time, and, and this is the things that are taking place, you're, gonna enc- you're not going to be prepped for that time when it seems like it's overwhelming. And so the way you... You have to do this. It's just like working out. You're, you're going to have to start spending some time with the one who is so much greater. It's wonderful to sing a song. How much greater? I believe, I believe, I believe. Well, it's going to have to be more than just a song. It's going to have to be part of our meditation. You know, I'm trying to learn Spanish right now, you know. Um, is, is disculpe a word? Disculpe? Is that excuse me or? Yeah, yeah, see. Hey. I remembered that. And gato. I learned gato too. Cat and perro. All right. What am I having? You know what I'm trying to do? Because I'm going through these lessons, you know. And, and I'm, what I'm wanting to do is go back and, and think about them through the day. Different words. Because until you do that, you, you're not really going to be able to produce them when you need to. And, and I mean, that's just Spanish. What we're talking about here is bigger than Spanish. Amen. And if we're not doing some of this on a regular basis, we're going to not be able to call a cat a gato, you know. (laughs) We're not going to be able to to, to say how things really are because we've been living in this world that feels comfortable all the time, right? We're going to have to stretch some. All right. Let's go to John, uh, 1 John 3, 21. Following the voice of the Spirit brings confidence and power. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. If you want to have power against an enemy on the day of of, uh, struggle, you better have been walking in victory over him in the little things that he's coming against you with amen now i didn't i said this in a very gentle way there has to be holiness in order for there to be power there's a reason for saying no to to what the enemy's saying what is sin that's given into what the enemy says with regard to what god says right it's really hard to wield power over an enemy that you've been saying yes to (laughs) right so following the voice of the Spirit brings confidence and power. You're, you're not going to have confidence towards God and, and your confidence if he's the one that sent you and that's what the basis of you for having power is. Then you, you better have some confidence towards the one who sent you. Yeah. And he, he didn't just send you to wield power. He's sending you to be a witness. Remember what we talked about a witness is? That's somebody that's actually living like if 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 you're going to show up as Jesus you better have been living like Jesus <laughs> right 
It, it gives a whole different perspective on holiness, not just stop it or you're going to hell. It's like, no, it's, it's, a, it's an inhibitor to the power. There's a reason to be holy. There's a reason to follow the, what, the voice of the Spirit's always calling us to holiness. He's, anytime we make a choice to, to, to talk about somebody, to, to get into strife, because we could call other kinds of sin and we say, yeah, that's sin. But, but what, you know, to, to, to doubt, to be depressed, these are sins, are they not? And the voice of the Spirit's all the time saying, no, let's don't do that. Let's say what God says. Let's just shut down anything that isn't love. The voice of the Spirit's always doing that. And every time we resist the voice of the Spirit, we're putting a, what is it, a resistor in the power line? We're, we're giving resistance to the power. We're, not, we're losing confidence. You see that? And when your heart, because your heart knows. You can say, well, God's going to forgive you, but your heart knows. Yeah. And it loses confidence. Right? And so when there needs to be that, that declaration of faith to the mountain, the heart's going to say, but you've been given in to the mountain. What are you talking about? <laughs> right? Okay. Ephesians 5.18. Are you all good? As there's a collateral corruption, I just like this one. As, as there's a collateral corruption of strong drink, so there is a collateral power in spirit drink. <laughs> you know, a lot of people want to find out a reason why they can partake of substances. They say, well, it's, it's okay. You know, Jesus turned the water into wine. <clears throat> but one of the biggest hangups in, in the world, in America especially, is people, if you just drink a little bit, then you, you become uh, opened up. And you'll say things that you shouldn't have said. And you'll do things that you shouldn't have done. Uh, because it's a spirit. That's the reason why they call them spirits. Now, I'm not doing this because, I mean, people have to, have to get into their, <laughs> their, their own understanding of where this is before them and God. But I want to make the point that what alcohol does when you partake of it, it doesn't open up the doors usually to positive things. It has collateral damage, right? Yeah. So you, whenever you think of collateral, it's usually negative. Yeah. So when you drink of alcohol, it opens up doors to worse things. It's like a, a gateway. And I was looking at this. The Holy Spirit is the opposite. When you drink in of him, he's going to have collateral yeah. that's good that's true. in every way. And it's really hard to do both. Here's the thing. When you're partaking of alcohol, it's really hard to be filled with the Spirit at the same time. Right. <laughs> because their collaterals are clashing. <laughs> you have a, a battle of collaterals, right? <laughs> so he says, don't drink too much wine for many evils lie along that path. Don't you like that? But be filled instead with the Holy Spirit and controlled by him. Uh, there's, there's not a path reference with the Holy Spirit side, but I believe it's a continuation of that previous thought. When you go down that path, you open up that door to being filled with another kind of spirit, it's gonna have ramifications. But when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, it's gonna take you on a path that's gonna have power. So being filled with the Spirit becomes 
a, a power collateral that comes with it. The more you're filled, that's where we're told to, to be being filled with the Holy Spirit because there's gonna be collateral power that comes from it. <clears throat> I like this. You don't, even, you don't even realize what it's doing. You know, when, when you drop a bomb, I mean, it, it just makes all kinds of mess, right? And you get filled with the Holy Spirit and you think you're just enjoying something and really all this other stuff's happening too. Amen? Yeah. <clears throat> and it's power related. Things we can do. Amen? To activate this power on the inside. You can't have power over what is participated in. This is what I already said, and I'm, I'm, I'm close here. But if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. <laughs> Remember Jesus talking about that when they're, they're saying that he is possessed by, by demons? He said, well, that can't be because um, if, if I were doing that, I'd be coming against the one that I'm actually working for, right? And the same thing with us. We can't be operating for God when we're working against him. So we have to do that. Well, this last one, 1 John 4, 4. I like this. You belong to God. This is a great meditation. This is a, this is a power meditation. I belong to God. <laughs> My dear children, you have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. This is who we are. We already have been given, when we believed in Christ, we've already been given resurrection power. It's already ours. Oh, help us to begin to understand that to its fullest. Amen? And then give us a reason for it to where we're not just excited about being powerful. Oh, there's a purpose in it. Amen? You know, every day that goes by, I used to have, this used to haunt me all the time when I was practicing. Every day that goes by is either progress towards a purpose or it's a regression from it. And I, I it, was, it was heavy on me that if I didn't practice every day, I was not getting somewhere, you know. And our lives are so short. And we, we, get, we get motivated towards things. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, God's in a lot of things that are already in our heart. But, but what does God really want for our, what is, the, what is his mission for us? Yeah. And the thing is, we're missing out on the power side of him sometimes because we're occupied with us side of things. And if we can, if we can say, God, take me the way I am. I've got all this stuff already, but I want to put it in your hands. And I, and I want it to be something where when I get to the end of my life, I, I did a bunch of stuff, but was it ever what you wanted? You know? And even though I did a whole bunch of stuff and I, and I give you glory for it, did I ever activate that high voltage on the inside because I was actually doing what you wanted me to do. Just some food for thought, right? <laughs> but it's critical. The reason why Jesus was operating in that kind of power and, and those people went out and did the same works later on was because it was for a purpose. It was to glorify God. Amen? And their lives, man, they had a, they had a purpose for their life. Praise God. We belong to him. 
the one that's in us is so much greater than the one that's in the world. And it's not just something we try to, to stir up when we're feeling down. No, it's a reality that we meditate every day on. 